Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. Hey, I'm Brandon. I'm Boar. And I'm Nikki. Ah, uh, well, well, well. Uh, so, uh, we are going to do our usual uh, spelunking through the world of pop culture. Um, Brandon has a, has a look on his face like something strange is going to happen. And if That's you're lucky, my normal look. we, we <laughs> might even it's attempt space, yeah. to resurrect a, a segment from last week, which went over very well, called uh, Surprise Science with John. <laughs> uh, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. We'll see if he picks up we'll again. See, we'll see if he's away. If he ever picks up again, ever. <laughs> Though it was, I mean, certainly it was a rewarding experience for all. I learned a lot about jellyfish. It was great. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a segment where we call up uh, Nerdy Show host John West who knows a lot about science, completely unprompted. He has to tell us something, and it worked out really well. Um, so I've said all that, knowing full well that it might not And we didn't tell happen. him that it was going to happen again. Yeah. So we didn't tell him it was going to happen the first time. Yeah. <laughs> um, usually, we, you know, we kick off the episode with um, talking about what everybody's doing. We're still going to do that, but um, there's a very simple answer to the question of uh, uh, how we're doing overall, and that's shitty. And I'm sure you're all well aware uh, it's a feeling being felt all over the world right now. Nerdy Show is meant to be a fun escape, and that's what we're going to give you. We're here to entertain, we're here to laugh at each other's dumb jokes, discuss pop culture, science, the general awesomeness that unites us as one big international nerd family. But it's been a rotten couple of weeks, and if we didn't address the nightmare that is the Trump administration, we'd be doing uh, <laughs> this show with a hell of an elephant in the room. So I'll say this, and this will be the last that you hear of it. This reality of fear, greed, and lies is unacceptable. And we're going to fight it every step of the way. We're nerds. We're outcasts who band together. We're lovers of logic and exploration. Our hopes, dreams, and our understanding of humanity were formed through the lens of visionaries like Gene Roddenberry who dared to see a better world where all people are equal, all are united, and still have badass adventures. No matter our faiths or lack thereof, we believe in science and intelligence. We believe in fairness. We believe in being excellent to each other. Everything we hold dear is under attack. Free speech, the arts, science, the environment, people. Horrifyingly enough, reality itself is under attack. All that we treasure as a culture and everything that America stands for is in jeopardy right now. And I will give it to you plain. I'm afraid. I'm genuinely afraid. I've never felt this kind of fear as an adult. And I've been naked with a robber pointing a gun at me in my own home. True story. As concerned as we all should be about the chances of civil war or global war, a war has already begun. 
A war on the freedoms that we in Western society often take for granted. The shots are already fired. There's nothing alarmist about it. This is real. The stakes are high. And this is not America. This is not the 21st century. This is not the future that so many of us fought and died or for or spent their lives and sleepless nights burning and building and innovating for. This is the death rattle of the small-minded, the bigots and the oppressors who would impede our progress like a log hoping to stop a tidal wave. The world is fucking scary right now. It's even hard to think about having fun in. But damn it, we are going to. We're going to make and celebrate art. We're going to laugh and we're going to fight. It doesn't matter who you voted for or if you voted at all. Tyranny is being opposed. Rights are being stripped away. And I'd like to think that if there's one thing nerds can't stand for, it's bullies. Call your Congress members. Call your senators. Write letters. And when in doubt, try your hand at some civil disobedience. IndivisibleGuide.com offers a quick-to-read but comprehensive guide written by former congressional staffers that outlines proven tactics to make your voice heard. The 65.org, that's uh, 65 with the numbers spelled out, is a resource for weekly calls to action to contact Congress, the Senate, and openly oppose the Trump regime. And if you're in the mood for a nerdy pro uh, protest, there's a forthcoming March for Science being planned right now. No set date yet, but it's being staged in Washington, D.C. And much like the Women's March, there's many people banding together to coordinate simultaneous marches all over the world. You can find out more via the official Twitter, at ScienceMarchDC. Most of all... If you freak the fuck out, we want you to know that we're here to help. We're going to keep podcasting to, until we can podcast no more, come apocalypse or Ewok celebration. And we're going to keep it light and fun. But if you need someone to reach out to, don't hesitate to contact us. I think it was a rogue heating engineer who once said, we're all in it together. So now, on with the show. And I think Brandon's brought something strange into the, uh, to the uh, studio today. Oh, oh no. Yeah, well, on the, I was also going to say on the upside, uh, Gene Roddenberry's perfect world couldn't happen without World War Three. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's um, true. That is part of the that is part of the canon. I yeah. didn't bring anything too crazy. I was just I was bored, and I saw some neat like foods that I thought, since I'm a wonderful person, I would share with everyone. And oh, you shit. you probably know what they are. I mean, if you do, you know, don't say anything. But last time so, you told me there was no animal, and it ended up being an animal. This is not an animal. I think. Um, I don't know if you can see it, Cap. You want to describe it? Okay. They look oh. like little yellow like fruit petals. Is this is this an episode of Kino? What? I mean, so if you if you all want to grab a piece, they're like little plasticky, rubbery, yellow things. Here, boy, you can you know, pass. I on can't here. reach. I, I, <laughs> need, I need gadget just, arms. You should smell it first. You should definitely it's, smell it. It doesn't smell bad. Doesn't smell so that at least great. That, well, I, it maybe smells, my nose is like artificial fruit. Doesn't, yeah. Does it smell like cat saliva? No. Oh, what? No. no. Now that you say it, yeah, yeah see, it does. You know what I'm talking about. It does actually. Yeah. No, <laughs> it, it smelled great before you said cat saliva, and then now I'm like, Ugh. well, hey, cilantro smells like bugs, but you know, yeah. I still love it. Mm. What? I mean, I'm <laughs> eating. So we're eating. All right, okay. Okay. all right. People are putting it in their mouth. There's got, no, there's no meat in it. It's got kind worried. of a spongy texture. I will tell you that this is mm. a very, very popular meat substitute used right now all over Orlando. No shit. This is um, uh, jackfruit. Yes, yeah, jackfruit. Wow, I've never had plain jackfruit. I've only had. This jack is really good. Jack I only can get to a hundred pounds, and you can feed like the world with it. It's really easy to grow. Huh. You can. I don't know if you've ever anybody's ever had a jackfruit barbecue. It's incredible. It's such an. It's an amazing pulled pork mm -hmm. substitute. It's pretty good. It kind of tastes like juicy can taste fruit. Like meat. Yeah, they. You. You can. It does kind of taste like juicy fruit. Yeah. You can slice it's it. It's gonna move it. me. <laughs> there's, there's some fiber in it. It's and it's, yeah. it's the um, it's the same color as the juicy fruit packaging. Is this what juicy fruit's made out of? Is this their secret ingredient? Uh, yeah. 
for yes, all these like hundreds of years. Are you just making that up? Because yeah, I don't believe anything <laughs> that, that comes out of your mouth anymore. Nothing, <laughs> Pino, what? nothing, nothing, nothing in Juicy Fruit is real. I mean, I just I have very mixed emotions on this because it's like I taste the fruity bit of it, but then I can also see how it could be a meat substitute. But I don't know how I feel about tasting that at the same time. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think uh, this this it's plain this plain jackfruit is it's not, what I like about it is that it's not too sweet. It's like a nice yeah. middle ground mild fruit and vegetable it's simultaneously. It's a bitch to get out of the actual like pod thing because it's like they're it covered in, in pod. In, it's it's <laughs> it a giant a green pod. The, you know, like a pomegranate. You uh-huh. eat the tiny seeds. Yeah. These are the fucking tiny seeds of the fruit. It's huge. These are tiny? Yes. You gave me like a fourth of a thing. The thing is is big, and then these are the pods, and it's really annoying to get out. They're, they're covered in like sticky tendrils that you can't wash off. So you have to like oh. cover your hands in vegetable oil. It's really annoying. Anyway. Wow. Well, so thank you for hooking us up. I have another item that I found, and I was like, <laughs> oh God. it's just one more. And I was just like, you know what? This might be interesting. So I brought it, and you can all have a little piece. You don't have to it eat it. It already yet. looks amazing it to looks me. Like, it looks like a chocolate. It looks like chocolate. It, well, it probably is chocolate. <laughs> I'm going to eat it cap. and pretend it's chocolate. Um, if Oh, did you eat it? Okay. You can chew it now. It's in your mouth. Nick, Nikki, you can, you can eat it. Nikki, I mean, it's Nikki already in your mouth. horrified for the, for the listeners at home. Mm, no, it's okay. It. It's all okay. right, guys. Is it, is it okay? It's a little spicy. All right. But I put sriracha on like... Anything else? Oh, yeah. I, I'm is this, afraid now. I was going like, to say mine. not to eat it because it was actually packaging peanuts, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's okay. That you ate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling an unusual amount of heat coming off this chocolate. Is this ghost pepper chocolate? Yeah, there's little flakes of ghost pepper in it. So oh, I was good. Like, I put the whole thing in my mouth. Yeah, you? but you, I think you're used to spicy oh, yeah. food. Dude, this is, yeah. this is great because normal um, normal spicy oh, chocolate, God. it's not, it doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> This is okay. This, this is, is this is my favorite I, spicy I, chocolate now. Well, it's oh, all yeah. yours because I, I don't want to. I just right. bit like a tiny little bit, and holy, I am fuck, sweating my right now. Hurts. But, oh, <laughs> oh god, I don't have a drink. Why am did I? Too- I <laughs> why did I do this to myself? Do you want monster? Oh, I should. Yeah. Okay. I'm not supposed to have just caffeine, a little but. tiny bit was like too much. Uh, I'm glad I have Jack mm, to I just wash have this down. With. <laughs> yeah, but everyone needs another piece of Jack. Oh, who wants? You want the rest of this giant piece, Nikki? There, keep it. Let's split it. Yeah, eat it now because I, I want that container back. <laughs> oh. I regret doing that oh, to ow. myself. Yeah, I, re- I don't know why I did this. I haven't had it before and I thought it would be ow. okay. And also gross. Yeah. I don't know how you guys are eating more of it. I love it. I mean, I, I like well, spicy. My two favorite things is like sriracha and chocolate and dark chocolate. This tastes like dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a... Uh, I'm going to guess... Um, I don't eat like milk chocolate very often, so this right here is like right up my alley. 75, 85 cacao. Mm. That's my estimate. Yeah, well, that was, uh, that was my food Pino, uh, yeah. Pino, well, thank you. My lungs are burning. Oh, like yeah. I inhaled it in my lung, not my stomach, Worth my it, lungs. Though. Oh, I have man. to take off my jacket. I'm like sweating. <laughs> I'm very glad I didn't option. go. Ooh, chocolate! And <laughs> like, stick the whole thing in my I mouth like, like Nikki did. Ate it and I was like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever. That, that she, didn't go as planned. She's plan, so trusting. That worked. I'm like, hey, if it looks like chocolate, well, I probably shouldn't. But so, in other news, did anyone pre-order Nintendo Switch yet? I did. I did not. I can't find um, it anywhere. Well, the, the night that the uh, presentation happened, I went on to BestBuy.com, and I got it from Best Buy in a location that's kind of annoyingly far from here, but I got it all the same. So I can pick it up at midnight when it comes out. Yeah, nice. I've been to several websites, and no one has any more, which is weird coming and from a system that everyone was like kind of on the fence To about. my knowledge, Amazon has never listed it. It's still, I mean, it's up there, oh, but, it's, not, yes, but it's, it, unavailable. it's never been available. Oh, really? Yeah, not once. That's weird. 
Not okay. once. I uh, I have it uh, set to alert me when it is, and so I have I have not yet seen it up there at all. Did you um? Did any of you guys see the new Marvel video game announcement and teaser trailer? No. no. Oh, so none of you know about it. What? All right. So Marvel came out. Um, saying, you know, something big's happening, and then they had um, a little teaser trailer for a video game uh, starring the Avengers. And then Square Enix, did anyone see Square Enix's announcement? No. They also came out with a teaser trailer announcement about making a game about the Avengers. Hmm. Uh, what? Turns out it's the same thing. So <laughs> oh, Mar- Marvel um, and Square Enix are making an Avengers game together, um, coming out in 2018. And, oh, not th- wait, there's more. They're also working with... Crystal Dynamics, who made the new Tomb Raider yeah. series. Oh, and they're also working with Eidos Montreal, who made the Deus Ex series. What? So they're, they're making a universe of games, and I don't know... They said it'll be enjoyed for years to come, whatever that means. Mm. I don't know if it's going to coincide with the Marvel Universe, because if it does, they can't use the X-Men. If they don't... Uh, you mean the cinematic universe? Yeah. If they don't, um, Marvel still holds the rights for X-Men in the video game universe, yeah. so they can have mutants and shit in it. Yeah. Oh no, it's probably it's probably going to be a um so we don't know what kind of game it's going to be. It could be anything from a JRPG R- to a fighting game. It's it's going to be um like an RPG, I think. Do you the know Avengers. if they're incorporating hmm. Spider-Man's at all? Um there's a there's a big chance he's going to be in it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, there's not too many details other than there is a trailer you guys can watch. Um it's, yeah, it just shows to. a bunch of like Thor's hammer mm. and like Iron Man and they're all like just parts wait, of them and they're all busted wait, up. A bunch of Thor's hammers and multiple no, Thor no, no, hammers. No, one Thor. It's just, it's just <laughs> Thor's hammer. A bunch of Thor's hammer. Basically it looks like <laughs> it looks like the earth is like wiped out or destroyed and it shows all like pieces of the Avenger and like um Captain America's shield and everything's just busted up and it's I think it's like the tag was hashtag reassemble. So I don't know if it's like something happened or Thanos mm. murdered everyone and then they're going to come because it's coming out after the mm. first Thanos or the second mm. Thanos movie. Mm. I was about to say, I'm like, is it going to be coming out after specific films where it might actually well, it's coming out after, I think, the end of it in 2018. No, 2018 uh, will not. It will not have started yet. But um, oh, no, I thought the, wait, the oh, yeah, you might no, you might be right. Huh. The, okay. The first one, yeah, anyway. Yeah, the, the first part of the Infinity Gauntlet. So uh, that's that's about all I know, except that those four developers are working on it. Wow. Based on everything you just said, here's what I think. Um, I think it's going to be the launch of a, not a cinematic universe, but a video game adaptation of the Marvel Universe, and it will be... An oh, un- it's a, it says it's, a, it's an original story. Right. So it's yeah. going to be an, an unrestricted Marvel Universe, a Marvel Universe where they can tell the same kind of cinematic storylines they have been, but using all of the characters at their disposal and using probably the double mumbo-jumbo of having more real magic and not like, it's science, but it's also magic. I mean, as long as Squirrel Girl like, character DLC is in it, I'm okay. I'm sure you can guarantee that because she's on... <laughs> she's in so many... Brandon, she's so popular right now. I know. I She's really not even so. in the Great Lakes Avengers anymore. She's I too know. popular for them. Yeah. Isn't she in the actual Avengers? <laughs> yeah. 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 So, or the, the U. She's in the USA Avengers. Well, that was my surprise video game announcement. I was hoping no one else. Had yeah, heard about I it, totally so. did not catch wind of that. That's it's amazing. really cool. You should all watch the little teaser trailer we'll, at some point. We'll have links to everything we discuss as per usual on this episode's page. <laughs> That's fucking great. That's so exciting. I can't believe they had so many different to, studios to working on it. To be fair, I don't know how a game. That's in the style of Uncharted and a, and a game that's in the style of crawling through air vents and hacking things is going to translate to an Avengers game because that's what the company's. Well, that'd be weird if it was a first person thing, but maybe it will be. Who knows? They, know. they, there was actually a scrapped first person Avengers game um, tied into the first film. The, there was uh, there was footage of it that was leaked and it actually looked pretty good. Weirdly good. Well, most um, Avengers games have just been not that great, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's 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 a hard 
it's a hard thing to uh the arcade to, games have been great <laughs> like having having that roster of of super powered characters that's every single character has a unique play style has a unique game mechanic um they would just have to in order to have the the dynamism of what represents those characters so it's an extremely challenging thing to do you can't make the same kind of game like you can make an x-men beat em up because they have you can fit that all relatively in the same scope but it has to only be within the, the stylings of a primitive game if you if you bring it up to modern gameplay standards you can't do it it has to be something I mean, like that i'm worried it's going to be an online game I'm worried no. about that too. Because, I don't want that because it shows like uh, Bruce Banner's glasses destroyed and like Captain America's shield dent. They and it's haven't like, had a lot of luck. Like the, uh, exactly, the... it doesn't mean it's going to be, but it just it seems like the Avengers are gone. Create your own character and assemble your own team and do this. But it says it's a great like they said there's going to be a great story. So I don't know like online. I games mean, I, like, I, like, I really that. liked City of Heroes. If you remember that, I played it for like ten hours and but, it's like I'm doing the same thing over. And no, over and over. I I don't. That wouldn't work for me an online game with not anymore I mean, online games don't do it yeah. anymore for me like that yeah because in that in that one and and even the uh well, there was a dc universe uh online game right uh that mm-hmm. one they had the the normal like characters but but you couldn't play as them right you, just make you had to be somebody different and I, I that's the one that i'm thinking of that i played a lot of and yeah, i was like for I got that bored reason of alone it. i don't think that they'll do it because i i think they'll probably want you to be one of those characters mm-hmm. right this this yeah I think I think they would and this sounds especially with reassemble uh, this sounds very similar to um, there's that fighting game Injustice Gods Among Us the yeah. DC the DC fighting game now as a fighting game I don't really know what its reputation is but there was a comic book tie-in that is still ongoing even though that game is like four or five years old at this point it must be four years old the story for the game was pretty cool well that story is so cool that it has sustained itself in its own parallel DC universe huh. for this entire time wait but it's been done before like Superman goes bad and like kills people right well this was like a whole different universe so like our universe superman crossed over to like help beat yeah evil then superman he became a bad because guy. only superman can kill superman yeah but didn't he be like become, <laughs> he became like the bad guy though didn't he uh like, no. like the superman went over there and became an asshole no though they just are trying to fight an asshole superman. yeah okay it sounds to me like marvel's trying to latch onto that and uh and have the freedom to tell uh, a unique story in a different medium so that's that's exciting. The, the possibilities are exciting, but I certainly do hope it's not an MMO because I just like those. I'm playing it. I mean, it. Yeah, I just like the studio. I like the studios working on it. It's just yeah. they usually make games that I don't see translating to an Avengers game. But we'll, we'll no. see. We'll see. Maybe <laughs> they'll just change the format up. Um, I, I got a little bit of a comic book thing since we're vaguely in that vein. Um, a new series just started um, with a maxi series, so a twelve issue like limited run series. It's called the Commandy Challenge. Uh, anybody ever heard of Commandy? No. Wait, no, I have, but I don't. I've heard you say this before, he, like a long time ago. He's right? an obscure DC Comics character, Commandy, the last boy on Earth, the last human boy, anyway. Nineteen uh, seventies Jack Kirby comic. It was basically him taking the most far out ideas he could and telling his own story in a completely separate um, Jack Kirby universe. And uh, 2017 is the anniversary of Jack Kirby's birthday, the 100th anniversary. So DC, because they're actually amazing right now out of nowhere, um, are putting together a thing called the Commandy Challenge, which is the series loosely based on not just Commandy, Jack Kirby series, but also something they did in 1985 called the DC Challenge, which was a limited series where each issue of the comic book was written by written and drawn by different people 
and ended in a seemingly impossible cliffhanger. Oh, we talked about this a while Didn't ago. Didn't we? Yeah, it was. Oh, I couldn't remember if I brought it up I don't know if it was on Nerdy Show. We definitely talked it's about possible it. possible. And then, like, the next person would have to try to pick it up from this. Yeah. Shit, I might be repeating news. Well, the thing is, I may have talked about this before, but it's out now. The first issue is out now, and it's great. It's okay. really fucking So it's like good. Weekend at Birdies 3. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a, like, lot, it's a lot like... Every writes a different chapter, and then it ends in some weird way, and then someone else has to pick it up. Got yeah, it. it's a lot like our forthcoming Weekend at Bernie's 3 project, nerdyshow.com slash Weekend at Bernie's or Bernie's or something like that. That sounds really cool, though. Yeah. Can, um, can anyone do this, or is it just like very specific people in the industry? It, it's It's... It is high caliber profile. So I can't draw like an issue. Well, I mean, you, you could. I mean, you just it just wouldn't submit be. submit it. No. They would be like, oh, you're dumb. No. You're not in the industry. It, you don't have like a SAG card or something. <laughs> so you can't be a part of this elitist group. Well, here's the thing. They, they actually said that the reason that they, they want to do something with Commandy as an obscure character for, for a while, but they actually had so many writers and artists who wanted to do it. They're like, what what the hell do we do? So they... So everyone's going to so do they, it. They, yeah, exactly. Um, and they have it all. It's all plotted out. So this in, the entirety of this year, 12 months, 12 issues, different teams, incredible talent. Uh, Jimmy Palmiotti, Amanda Connor, uh, uh, Bill Willingham of Fables, uh, Keith Giffen, Tom King, Greg Pak, Kevin Eastman, creator of Ninja Turtles, is going to be drawing one of these issues, if you can fucking believe that. That's totally weird. And they have different writers, too? I mean, yeah, they, they, I'm naming writers and artists here. Yeah. It's all like, yeah, it's all a big mix. Gail uh, Simone's doing something. Neil Gaiman. Yeah. No, Neil, no, <laughs> Neil Adams, but not Neil Gaiman. Uh, but hey, if you, I have a map, a map printed out here. That's that's the map of the world of Commandy. I was wondering. Here, here, here's something was. I didn't I didn't know about, is that uh, the, each issue is going to be... Um, taking place in a different part of Commandy's world from Jack Kirby's batshit map that he drew. We'll it kind of looks like the Earth, but kind of not. Something horrible has happened to South America. I don't think he likes them. <laughs> Earth AD. Yeah, there's um, there's a part, I think it's in the Philippines, something about surfing monkeys, I believe. Uh, th- there's there's all kinds of crazy I stuff I don't think on it's there. to scale, because one thing is like mm-hmm. Island of the God Watchers, and the island is half the size of the United States. So I think it's not to scale. <laughs> and, and for some reason, there's a land bridge from Canada to Ireland. <laughs> well, that that's going to exist. Soon. Home of sure. a million sleepers. That's probably the where I'd be from. <laughs> yeah, there's a giant land bridge that just goes all the way to the other continent. Oh, Dookie slipping. Oh, do, oh, Dookie slipping. Oh, Dookie slipping. <laughs> uh, we got. Oh, Bor got me an incredible gift yeah. right um, right before the episode. Uh, it, it's a plush. His <laughs> finger is butt. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, this is, you can hey, shove this a piece is, of your wang in this there. Is a Only a piece. This is a yiffable toy right here. There it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've all we've talked about Squatty Potty a lot over the years here on Nerdy Show. Even before they had a pooping unicorn, we we did a special episode. They don't give us Potty. any money. We just like mention. Well, they did now. give us free product. That oh time. yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, they, you know, when they when they unveiled their pooping unicorn commercial, it was a stroke of genius, and now they have a plush pooping unicorn uh, doll, and uh, they've named him Dookie. <laughs> so he's he's Dookie the pooping unicorn, and you can pull a little poop out of his butt, and it's a little rainbow cone, and you can put it back and, in, and you you can put it back in, or you could put something else back in there, <laughs> <laughs> and it comes with a little storybook about. That's not why I bought it for you. Yes, the it comes with its own <laughs> comic, and it's pretty. Uh, all I see now is just the gaping hole <laughs> on his bottom side with a string well, yeah, hanging when you, out with when a poop. When you pull the plush poop out of the plush's Do we need to butt, leave you alone for a minute? There's a little yeah, bit of a hole there. You might need to leave me alone. Yeah. I mean, you might have to adjust it for depth, but... Um, 
<laughs> not Brandon. But hey, if you're uh, if you're if you're making love with plush animals, you already know all those skills. I like I, I like I to, need pierce, to tell you how to do your job. I like to pierce through the lining. Anyway. Oh, because <laughs> of that realistic. It's part of the feel. experience. Yeah. Oh boy, you like the, the fluff. You yeah, know, like that way you know you're it. the first. Yep. No one else has been through here. <laughs> oh. That's and then you forget oh. about it for a week. Do it again, and it's filled with ants. Yeah. And then you turn the lights on, and you're like, "There's ants inside of my dick." anyway moving on (laughs) hey speaking of human animal hybrids um congratulations (laughs) we we've talked about this in the past but there's a the first human pig hybrid has been created yeah or at least that is what they're describing it as they're like the first human and pig hybrid blah 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 blah. and people are like well you know now we just need to throw some bear dna (laughs) (laughs) who wants to see yeah let's see mini pigs with bear dna God. It'd be perfect, but um, I'm super cereal. Men bear pig is gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Super cereal. Super cereal. Uh, but but the the but, goal the goal of oh. it is to have organs that are harvestable. Correct? Yeah. Yes. Yes. How they banned this? So the thing is, is they're not taking pig DNA and human DNA and smushing it all together. They took like a a human egg or something and then put it inside of the pig I love human eggs humans don't lay eggs hold on a goddamn <laughs> minute <laughs> wait when Not you put it there's some sort of lizard that's some lizard talk right there what what happens to the human egg when you put it in a pig um well it was able to survive up to four months old inside and then exploded subsequently uh, but we're making progress. Are we trying able- to hatch a human out of a pig? I'm so confused. <laughs> well, there. Are- well, we hatch surrogate now. mothers are like a thing that, that they need to have. Yeah, and they're expensive. The main- so if we could have a cheap pig surrogate, who's your mom? It's a pig. <laughs> My mom was a pig. The the main point of it though is not to actually have babies growing inside of pigs and things like that but we're always looking for organ donators and things like that they're trying to now grow organs other organs inside of these pigs yeah, medical not, not med- pipe organs like actual like livers <laughs> and kidneys and stuff but we like might that. be able to make a biological um you know for if we're if we're uh, making chimeras we might as well create a, a bi- biological musical instruments yeah. if you yeah. you could make a pi- um, if you tied 10 pigs together and you stepped on them <laughs> in different orders you would make a pipe <laughs> yeah. um but medical science is moving faster than we can keep up with in in the scope of well it was the the, the well yeah <laughs> the, the, the organ donation lists are crazy long people mm-hmm. die waiting for organs yeah that's a fact and it's a terrible thing, and the only way that we can pretend we could ever conceivably meet that demand uh, is, is more car it, accidents. <laughs> I think we had this discussion. Yeah, we, we talked we, about that we, already. We, yeah, we did talk about how driverless cars will mean that there's potentially less, less donors. But uh, we, this is the future. Like this has mm-hmm. to be done. And what you what you said, Brandon, about didn't they ban that? They have it. It cannot be funded by um, the U.S. government. Taxpayer dollars cannot fund this research, which is why it, this this success has happened via private funding. Yeah. And I mean, but that it's a huge step towards, I mean, the possibilities now are going to be fairly endless. But I mean, if the thing could only last up to four months, like I want to know where the complication, they didn't actually specify what the complication was, why only four months, well, is that all they needed? Don't pigs by default have like a shorter gestation cycle than humans? I believe yeah, so. Yeah, they, they must. But and also, so what, there's probably some sort of incompatibility there because the the mother would probably at some point just be like, "Well, we don't usually take this long." What What are they going to do if the embryo lasts a full nine months? <laughs> like, well, there's a now there's actually a, a child in there. Get him out. 
Yeah, I'm not entirely sure like what they would have done if it like fully evolved into (laughs) humans, but so it's human with a snout. He would have had an interesting childhood and and then subsequent adult life. He probably wouldn't have liked bacon. You should probably just never tell that child, "Hey, so a pig gave birth to you." Mama was a pig and daddy (laughs) ate her. The beginning of a horror movie, to be honest with you. And then we cooked him and made you eat it for your first meal. You just see a pig giving birth and then a human baby pops out. It'd be like, "Ah, oh, in five. I feel like there must be some information that we're missing here because certainly they they wouldn't have done anything that could potentially result in a human birth in a pig. Right. And again, they didn't seem like that was something that they were going for. So I'm trying to understand why they went with the fetus. You could surprise John with this question. I had, it's a good idea. Here we go. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> oh God, are we actually going to ask him about pig, pig DNA? Or well, pig? So. we'll see what happens. We'll I wanna, see, we'll I see what know. happens. <laughs> Oh, the phone is busy. Oh, bi- oh. busy B. John. We'll try again later. Okay. <laughs> he's like, I knew they'd be filming today. So. He turns his phone off when he's sleeping. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, there we go. Let's see if he picks up. So excited. Oh, you didn't tell him that he has to pick up. He this could time. be on the toilet. We Your call has been forwarded understand. to an automatic voice message. No. Should we leave him a message? Nine, uh, Let's leave him a message. Eight nine four. Oh, everyone knows his phone number now. It's not available. We'll edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, call John. Hey, John. It's hey, Brandon. John. And Boar. And Nikki. And me. So, uh, boy, this is a surprise science, huh? <laughs> it's working you, out pretty you well. You sure surprised us. This is going to be the most educational version we, ever. We could have been talking about uh, pig fetuses and human fetuses living together in harmony, but you didn't pick up. We'll oh, try well. again. We'll try again. Boo. Goodbye, John. <laughs> Maybe we'll find out one day. We should call him back and leave another voicemail, but like <laughs> pretend it's something else. Just like just make some, a different voice, different character. Oh, hey, how are you doing? Just what's up? Like, what's up, John? Yeah. Um, this is uh Hey John, don't forget to bring a towel <laughs> if you go out today. <laughs> yeah, just anything. Make up make up shit and just prank call all day. There's been a lot of new shit coming out via Netflix. I don't know if Netflix has I don't think they have seasons, but um but it, it's the amount of original shows is insane these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't believe the amount that they're adding. Uh season two of Voltron is out. I've only just started. I haven't touched it yet. I'm so excited to... I've, I've heard... I heard that it is better than season one and uh, is clearly setting up a lot of stuff a la um, Avatar The Last Airbender, which where many of the writers and so on are from. So that's exciting. And Bor, you've seen uh, the Lemony Snicket series. I did. I watched the whole first season. Uh, spoiler alert, I guess. They left it on a, uh, like a cliffhanger, so it's definitely going to continue. Um, I was like, I don't know if that's a spoiler alert. It's, it's not at the really. end of a season. There's a cliffhanger. Now I know. <laughs> not, well, there's a cliffhanger at the end of a season. See, I thought maybe it was just going to be like a self-contained, like mm. they're just going to put the whole story into one season type of a thing, and it was just going to be like a one-off. But apparently, they're going to keep going with it. Um, but Neil Patrick Harris plays Count Olaf, who terrorizes the poor Baudelaire children uh, through all their uh, different. Places that they get put after their parents die in a horrible fire. And, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's about their adventures. It's, if you've seen the Lemony Snicket movie with uh, Jim Carrey, yeah, the one with Jim Carrey, it's a lot like that. I mean, story wise, obviously, except for it's way more drawn out. Um, so like they spend a lot more time 
uh, each episode. I think there's like one or two episodes per person that they get stuck with. And uh, I, I loved it a lot. I, I thought it was great. And yeah, I've, I've only seen the film and uh, which I, which I liked, uh, you know, fair, fair amount. Uh, and it, it was so weird how the film was so episodic because the books are so episodic. Yeah. And it was just, it was never a good fit for a film. Like in, in that, in, in the way of it, like the, the film ended basically saying, oh, and there's got to be more. And there wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Patrick Warburton does, uh, he plays Lemony Snicket and is therefore like the narrator of the. Who is or the, what is a Lemony Snicket? <laughs> he's, he's well, isn't that like a candy? No. Like you go to the store, oh, I'm going to buy two Lemony Snickets and a Danish. It's the author <laughs> of the story. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. Do you think I know this shit? I don't. Let but me let me in, look on the Urban Dictionary in, for the in Lemony Snicket. Lemony Snicket. Hey, girl, you've had a Lemony Snicket. In, in universe, <laughs> he is investigating what happened to the Baudelaire children and chronicling their story. Okay. So he's sort of like the narrator along the way, and and they constantly tell you in this show to. You probably don't want to watch it because it's going to be really horrible and nothing good is ever going to happen to the Baudelaire children. So you probably want to just turn it off now. They, they tell you so many times to just stop watching it. And uh, it's uh, they break the fourth wall a couple of times by like knowing that they're on Netflix. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, I think that's the criticism someone told me they didn't really like. It's too self-aware or something. Why, mm. how, how, why is that bad? I, I don't know. It's just they turn it, them off to it. They just reference that, you know, like... Stream- it's a lot of slapstick humor. They just reference that streaming media is a thing, pretty much. And uh, I was really surprised and delighted that Reese Darby is in is in the show towards the end of the season. Wait, Reese Darby is in Voltron and Lemony Snicket? Yes. Is he like, he's, does he's Netflix, Netflix own him now? I think so. I don't know, but they can put him in anything and I will like it just a little <laughs> bit more because he's in it. What does he play so, in there? Just a, just a character? He is one of the Lumber Mills owners. Like he's one of the partners in the, in the Lumber Mill story. Well, now I want to watch it. <laughs> I, I thought it was really great. You said Denica didn't like it, though. Yeah, I'm she interested was, to hear she's why. Like, she but... didn't hate it, but yeah, well, we could always surprise call her. No, and, um, I, I, I didn't. I didn't think I was going to like it because a lot of people were comparing it to Wes Anderson, and I hate Wes Anderson. But after I watched it a little bit, I learned that it's a little bit more to me like uh, Pushing Daisies. Mm. I was going to say okay. when I saw the trailer, I was like, "This looks similar to a Brian Fuller show, yeah. but it's not Brian Fuller." Exactly. Yeah, it's Maybe it's it sort of Fuller. like it feels like a, a little bit like a cartoon world that's mm-hmm. real, and I like that. I heard that the main bad guy, the the main reveal at the end, is that he's Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's Neil Patrick Harris. Like Count Olaf or whatever. He's he takes off his makeup. And he's actually Neil Patrick Harris. And the that's whole the twist, time. like him mm. playing himself. <laughs> Uh, well, not, that didn't it, really happen. Did, did, he's an actor. No. Do you know? Do you know the, the the connection between Pushing Daisies and Lemony Snicket? No, I don't. They're both produced by Barry Sonnenfeld, the director. Uh, of Oh, that's why. Okay, that's okay. exactly who, who, why it felt that way. I to me, believe, then. and I need to. Yeah, yeah. He was executive producer of the film, so he probably has a stake in the rights of it. Actually. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, that that makes that. total sense to me then, and I guess my uh, and I my impression he, was spot on. Then. He's <laughs> also the link between. Uh, the Tick, the li- all live action incarnations oh, of the well, Tick. Oh, well, there's Patrick Warburton. Yeah. But, oh, speaking of which, did the, what was it, Amazon, who had the Tick series, did yeah. that get picked up? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it, it did. did. It did. Okay. Actually, it I think been aired yet. that whole voting thing, mm-hmm. I believe all of those shows that were up on the slate got, got, got greenlit. Just yeah. got picked. Because, yeah, I was going back and I didn't know when they'd announce it. 
Yeah, I just thought all three just were like, well, this didn't work, so we're not putting think, out anything. I think to compete with Netflix, and since Amazon also has more money than than God, they were just like, just make them all. Just make every show and put them out there, and people will like them or hate them. And they just made them all. Dude, I... Mm. So, um, Lemony Snicket mm-hmm. is a game in which the players squeeze lemon juice into each other's urethras as a test of strength and willpower. Jeez! <laughs> Who's the, got a lemon? The last I'm person, pretty sure that came after the books, though. The last person to quit is considered the toughest in the group. A lemony, lemony Snicket, a game often played by hipsters at the upstairs portion of a bar where one of their friends works as a tender and spends all his time <laughs> supplying lemons game. to idiots instead of making drinks. <laughs> Jeez. How did that get approved? Was, I was talking about urethras last night, right? How did you lemony, always talk about urethras? It's true. How did lemony snickets get approved for Urban Dictionary, but not uh, classic Alicia or whatever? How did that not get approved? I tried so hard in that one. We, yeah, we did try to do a. What was what was classic Alicia? It was oh, you know, that when, was, you're, when you're classic style, you shave all your pubes so that you're like your original, your classic <laughs> self before you had pubes. When you shave down there, it's, you're going classic. But it never got picked up by Urban Dictionary. Oh, and I I, I learned about a a lupa. A lupa yesterday? I don't know what... You're not remembering something properly because I have no idea what you're talking about. Is that what you a, wash yourself with in the shower? A lupa? A, a lupa? No. Oh, no, no, no. She's talking about... The lar- I used the term fupa yesterday oh, and fupa. she had never heard that before. Fupa. It's like a little pouch down there. Right? Uh, the uh, Or name of a pug. The fat the, upper she, pussy the, area? Oh, no. I thought I thought the, uh, the, the pink one from... Uh, Yo Gabba Gabba. That's Fufa. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, sh- <laughs> it should be called Fufa now that I remember her. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wait, so that, that that is, what is it? Yeah. Fufa. Fupa. Look it up, look it up on Urban Dictionary. I mean, yeah. this is now the Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Upper, upper pussy but area. Before I, before I, I read, I read you what I feel is the most, the most credible definition of Lemony Snicket, but for some reason the top definition is the same thing, but with very bad grammar and more elaboration. So I want to read that. <laughs> okay. A game most people first learn about away from home at summer camp or someplace similar. In this game, a lemon wedge taken from a bar and the juice is squeezed into the pee hole of a guy's penis and a girl's vagina. Tat lemon is set aside and a new one is used to repeat the process. The first one to wince or scream is out of the game and the last person with a straight face wins. How do you not wince or scream the moment lemon juice hits your ear? That would not be a great day for me. Do we have any lemons? No one. You guys want to play this? Do I don't we have win something? Like, is there money involved, Respect. or is it just to put <laughs> lemon juice in your crap? To be, the, it's just to put lemon juice in your in your hoo-ha. area. Yeah. Okay. Fupa, bastardization of the acronym FUPA for fat upper pussy area or fat upper penis area. <laughs> Goes oh, both ways. What's a fat upper? Penis? I guess it could oh, just... commonly seen packed into mom jeans like sausage casing on a fat and on fat people in motorized scooters. <laughs> what? Interesting. Now, uh. I just thought that that was common knowledge, and I just uh, you know used that's, that term. That's interesting because I, uh, I I've, I have another term for that that I've heard, which is uterus log. Uh, I've never <laughs> heard that one. Oh, I'm so <laughs> lost right now. That's when you've got the uh, high waisted jeans, but your fat is shaped in such a way on on a on an elderly lady's body, so that you have this like shelf. This uteral shelf kind of. Oh, I thought of that, fat. Yeah. I thought that was just like a spare tire. <laughs> I'm not, I don't feel very good right now. Uh, yeah, this know. is this is awful. I hate the Urban Dictionary. I'm sorry we went here. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm, I'm sorry. Aim in that. Dookie's, not on the- Dookie's got a fupa. <laughs> Dookie does have a little bit Dookie's of a fupa. Dookie's got a fupa. Here, let's try to call John again. There's no way he's going to pick up. He knows this number now. He's like, I'm not answering. <laughs> he's probably in the middle of something. What should we sing to him on his, on the phone? If, if he, Happy uh, birthday. 
His birthday's in August, so this is perfect. Uh, what? What? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Surprise Happy science birthday. with John. Hi. Please tell us some things. Hey, John. And many more. Many more surprise well, sciences. That made less sense than normal. <laughs> <laughs> should, we, should we ask him to surprise us, or should we bring a topic to the table this time? Uh, well, if, if we, what are you surprises with, John? <laughs> <laughs> Having talked to you assholes all the time about stuff, I always wonder like what I haven't told you in the first place. Well, there's a lot you haven't told us on the air. <laughs> well, uh, I guess well, that's John, true, but oh. then it wouldn't surprise you anyway because I told you about it off the air. Well, true. <laughs> let, let it rip, Nikki. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello. Set the pace here. Yeah, so John, tell me, do you know anything about these things with the humans and the pigs coming together? <laughs> oh, ironically, that was actually what I was going to use. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Go for it. Let's do. For starters, uh, the article I read, I don't even understand. They're like, there's only two kinds of chimera, you know? There's like basically like where you just cut open a body and then you just jam a pig heart into it. <laughs> and then there's I the do that cool all the time. new one. Yeah. Where, you know, you uh, you just start injecting stem cells willy-nilly. <laughs> just all willy-nilly stem cells. Yeah. But that's also, I mean, they left out an entire other one, which, of course, is the classic one as far as I'm concerned. And that's where you basically just gene splice foreign genes from another species into a new one, like jellyfish DNA into a monkey, which, of course, was the first time that that happened years ago. Oh, which Wait. created the first jelly monkey? Um, Everybody knows. Well, why would they? Why did they? Do, why jellyfish DNA in a monkey? That's so weird. Because so that way they can like it shock was just a non-coding thing. In other words, it was a marker. It was just to show that it was there in the first place. Okay. It's a similar a, uh, a similar thing was used to make grape ape. <laughs> <laughs> they mixed ape with grapes. Yeah, that was the first uh, plant and uh, ape hybrid. That, how do you mm-hmm. think? How do you think grapples are har- harvested? Grape ape, obviously. Grape <laughs> John, do you know anything about putting a human egg inside of a pig? Because I'm just hearing about that today. A human egg inside of a pig? Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, like an they embryo. took like, the embryo and put it inside of a pig, and it was able to grow for about four months. What are your thoughts on that? How do you feel about that? Are we sure we're talking about the same thing? Wow. Well, Appar- apparently, there's a lot going on with pigs and humans. <laughs> What I was reading about was that they had effectively done, um, how did that go? It was something like they basically took 
Right. Uh, so uh, it basically stem cells, um, which I guess you could say would be a human egg, and essentially splice a quantity of them um, at a specific stage into a specific other stage of a pig embryo, creating something that had, it was either like one in a thousand or one in 10,000 cells were human in the pig. Mm, so they I, did put human in DNA into a pig. That sounds a little well, different from what... that wasn't actually what, putting the DNA in, but... Maybe I misread it, but... Um, either that it or a couple something times. else entirely. Yeah, that I, sounds I mean, more interesting, though. The bottom line about all that stuff is, though, is it's kind of, like, really nutty to me because it just sort of... It's like, I don't know, maybe it'll just work. I mean, you know, it's like basically just leaving your hands in, in Krieger's hands. Or, so to speak, living your life in Krieger's hands. This is turning. Uh, okay, you said, you said Krieger. I was like Creeper, like, like the, the DC character. Okay, yeah. I'm outside and it's cold. Okay, I can't. Talk. <laughs> I was gonna ask what you're. Where are you? Are you just getting your car? Or are you are you outside? No, man. I was eating this crazy ass like Asian frozen ice cream, but they slice it like almost like a taco jet. I don't even understand. Wait, like so a, you're like, outside in the cold eating, eating ice cream. cream. <laughs> this is John, everyone. <laughs> what is wrong with works, you? Right? Yeah, totally. Tell us about this it's ice totally cream. Like I don't understand. Oh, you want to know anyway. what uh, Brandon brought in to heat us up? Ghost pepper chocolate. Huh? Oh, yeah. Ghost pepper chocolate was cool. This is to warm everyone up. Oh, I, I've been sent uh, pictures of, of John eating this ice cream. This ice cream looks like, like a just, weird soup. What? Uh, Did he just send you those pictures? Black sesame snow with red bean condensed milk and taro. What? Let me see. I, Is this a meal? That, that's what I was eating, but I wouldn't describe it as a soup. It's actually a foreign texture that I've never experienced before in ice cream. It looks they like shredded ice cake. cream. It's like shredded like, pork, but ice cream. Oh, is that one of those? Is that is that from one of those places where the they they spread like the cream on like a, a super cooled surface and then they mm. kind of like use a couple no, of spatulas? No, no, it, it's not mm -mm. a cryo process. I mean, of course, everything's cryo if it's frozen, right? But no, <laughs> uh, they they literally take a I guess you'd say a frozen block of ice cream and they effectively shave that. Oh, is there okay. meat in this photo? <laughs> it looks like meat. Uh, it's it's straight yeah, up no, looks like. Uh, there's red bean, and then there's, like, uh, uh, basically taro, um, like, boba balls. It looks awful. Oh, those are boba balls. They look like kidney beans or I kidneys. I didn't realize boba had balls. Or chicken hearts. All right, John, before we let it, you go, before we let you go, John, we want to know one interesting science fact that we may or may not know, just random, before we, we let you go to your business. Well, since I uh, seem to win a lot with eyeballs, did you know that bees don't have two? They have five. What? Wait, who? Bees? Bees? <laughs> who? Bees? Yeah. Bees What's actually the point? have like a um, triplet right in the middle of their head. They're tiny. Well, they're sort of like, in other mm. words, their eyes do normal eye things. These are almost more like indicators, like that they would use for super fast response directly into their brain for while they were flying and navigation, that kind of thing. Wow. All right. So they uh, got, so no, they got I three bees had eyes. two eyes and nope. <laughs> So they use them like infrared sensors or something? Well, most insects have like compound eyes anyway. So like the two eyes are way different from well, yeah, yeah, yeah. two but eyes. Just, like that's not even like what we're talking about here. I mean, we're talking about like they got these tiny little miniature eyes right on their forehead. Kind of like spiders. Like yeah. at the I, think, I think I have actually yeah, seen like that before, but like I guess I didn't realize that they were eyeballs. That makes sense because, you know, like a beetles fly like morons. They bump into everything. <laughs> but they are but bees, right, right. hell no. Cool. And sometimes well, thanks, you need, you know, that, that 
straight in there, right into the brain, kind of like quick response, not having yeah. to judge things and being like, what the hell am I looking at? What's happening over there? I never would have thought that having more eyes would make you less judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, they're I guess. tiny and you can barely notice them, but there's definitely three little dots of eyes on the center of like where their nose or whatever would be if they had a nose. And that's been Surprise Science with John. Thanks, John. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, John. John. Thanks, Enjoy John. your ice cream in the 40-degree weather. Crazy Bye. person. Yeah, look at that. Look at that little guy. What a good oh, segment. They're so cute. Oh, yeah. You just want to squeeze them until they pop out. I do. Let me. <laughs> Which would be incredibly easy. Oh, yep. my God. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, there we go. We got the we got those, uh, the, the tri-eye forehead dot... Um, I mean, that's going to be the, the next stage of human hybridization. We're going to be eyes. Yeah, we're going to be un, un immovable. You just can't. You can't. If you if I don't want you to touch me, you cannot touch me. I'll be MC Hammer times a million. Okay. Can't touch this. <laughs> Did you guys hear about the the recent scientific? I know this is another science thing. Uh, recent scientific discovery about like the fires in the southwest of California and parts of Mexico. There's a scientific discovery about fire. Yes, actually. <laughs> okay. You'll have to. What what happened? Okay, so. There's a yep. lot of fires right now, and it's mostly they're they're thinking it's because it's drought, which makes sense. There's a lot of dry things you because, know, of trout? Dr- drought. Yeah, because of trout. Yeah, because funny you should mention trout because <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because of droughts, um, and that makes sense. Things get dry, things let on fire, especially in the Southwest. Uh, recently, they discovered there's a specific bird in these areas that might actually be causing some of the fires. What? So what? let me so let me explain. So you know how. Obviously, this is common knowledge that birds have this thing called like a uropygial gland above above their tail. Of they course, have, they, of course, yeah. they have a yeah. tiny gland <laughs> that looks like a tumor. So if you ever see like water birds have bigger ones, if you ever see like a duck and they reach their head back every now and then mm-hmm. to their tail and then go back forward, it's because they're squeezing this gland and putting oil in their mouth. And that's how they waterproof their feathers because of like lots of maintenance. Mm. So instead, of, yeah, everyone thinks birds are waterproof, but they're actually just squeezing oil on their body, like lubing themselves up 24-7. That's dope. So yeah. there is this bird that has one of these glands, because most birds do, that it secretes an oil when it gets scared or when it's like there's a snake that that tends to eat it a lot. It shoots it out like a defense mechanism when it flies away. And it's flammable. And it's so caustic that if the area is dry... Oh, God. <laughs> Shut it can, up. And so scientists have been just trying to take pictures and catalog these birds, um, and it's it's not even a bird that we didn't know about. So I have a picture. Man, yeah. they... Bird, yeah. bird be firebombing. Bringing oh. pictures to podcasts is always Th- interesting. This bird looks like a Pokemon. We'll, yeah, look at that. we'll link at to that, this. Guys. We'll link to this picture. Yeah. What's this bird called? Huh? Uh, the Pyroluxia. Which Pyro- is funny it's, Pyroluxia, <laughs> really? It's funny because I didn't even know it yet. He, he looks like a Pokemon. He sounds yeah. like a Pokemon. And that Pokemon is definitely fire type. I've, I mean, I like I, if, you said, cool. if you said, hey, this is a Photoshop picture and I made all this up, I would believe you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this has been a segment of Brandon Lies. Wow. Moving on. I'm working on my skills. Everything I said was actually true true except for the fire part wait wait, wait what? what anyway moving on what? <laughs> so, i don't know i was born so, i wanted to make up a story so, about birds starting so, fires so i did but then what kind of bird was that oh no this is a real bird it just doesn't shoot oil that lights things on fire that's, <laughs> who the fuck would believe that that's retarded me you're anyway. so good at it though <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well i believe that it was caustic though like it i mean be. it might be we might discover it. i mean it does it does i am genuinely leave prepared for you to lie at any given moment and <laughs> I, I, was, I was following along with that until the end <laughs> i feel like if you use one fancy word like europigial people believe you 
Oh yeah, no, which it's is true. why scientists are all hoax guys. They're just lying <laughs> to you. The only reason why I climate change you this doesn't time exist is because you work with birds, and so I'm like, he wouldn't fuck around with birds. It's <laughs> probably legit information. Yeah, why would, why would he care about fires in California? There's, and then- <laughs> there's no topic I'm not willing to fuck around with. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's, that's all I've got for this entire show. And so this has been else. Owl Movement with Brandon. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go read some of the new Great Lakes Avengers comics in front of me right mm. now. You guys can continue the show now. I'm, oh, okay. do- I'm done. All right. So we talked a little bit about uh, streaming television, but uh, there's been a, a recent nerdish happening on network television. And I might have also mentioned this before, but not in depth. Riverdale. You guys heard of Riverdale? Mm-hmm. I have heard of it. And it seems like something I should probably watch if it's interesting because I, I read a review of it and the review was pretty good. What do you think of it? Isn't have that you seen a town it? in it- Lord of the Rings? <laughs> that's Rivendell. Oh, <laughs> is River? Wait, is Riverdale about? Is Elrond there? Is Riverdale about elves? Um, well, uh, you could say he's been—he's kind of elfish. Uh, if you're talking about Jughead, um, he's sort of like an ad- androgynous kind of like mysterious figure. Is this the Archie show? Yeah. Oh, this has nothing to do with elves. Got it. Have you seen Wait. it? Wait. Cap. I, I'm sorry. Answer. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. Now, Nikki, you're having a reaction. That's based off of the Archie comics? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Holy Explain shit, that's dark. What, they, what platform what? is this on? And tell us about it. It's, it's like the WB or... It's CW. CW, with, sorry. WB, WB doesn't, doesn't exist doesn't anymore, exist, yeah. but CW <laughs> is pretty much WB part two. So it's a teen drama, got it. it well, well here, here's the thing about it. Nikki, why don't you describe I, what you've I'm seen? I'm sorry. Well, I haven't seen... I haven't been able to like watch all of the show but from what i've seen so far and even like the commercials and stuff like that at first not knowing it had anything to do with that i was thinking that it might be like a newer version of like a twin peaks kind of thing <laughs> like just from what i've seen so far yeah is the the feel i was kind of getting from it and i'm like ooh this might be interesting like i didn't know if the humor would be there or anything like that but i'm like this reminds me of like the start of twin peaks well it is a david lynch show no, I don't. He's just lying. <laughs> I want to no. hear from Cap. What is we're, we're, it like? We're, okay, go ahead. Uh, it, it is. It is like Twin Peaks light. Um, it was definitely conceived to be that way. It's about. It's about the subversion of a small town. It's about a small town and uh, and the dirty things that happen there. Because, um, I mean, we've talked about this in the past. Archie Comics has had a renaissance over the past few years. That they've, uh, with the success of the comic book Afterlife with Archie, a zombie comic that is about all the sordid secrets that happen in Riverdale and Black Magic and zombies. That um, they've they've realized. Oh, one for starters, they haven't had a success like that in decades upon decades like the success of afterlife with archie is a huge thing which prompted them to take the writer of that book roberto aguirre sacasa uh and promote him to the chief creative officer of all of archie comics leading to a while you can still buy the generic archie books at the uh you know checkout at the grocery store um there archie relaunched itself with top shelf talent like uh mark wade ryan north uh chip zadarsky doing um New Archie books, a new Archie universe of a real, like, all ages, funny, endearing, I read all of them, uh, comic books. Kind of like, uh, I don't know, like, fun Degrassi sort of t- comics. Okay. But Riverdale, Riverdale is cut from the same cloth as Afterlife with Archie. It's basically Afterlife with Archie without the black magic and zombies. Yet. Mm. Yet, right. And, and it, this, this is it, a fascinating story. Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, who wrote Afterlife with Archie's the chief creative officer in 2003 he he was a playwright 
and he wrote and assembled a play called Archie's Weird Fantasy, in which Archie came out of the closet and moved to New York, depicting Archie and his pals growing up, coming out, and facing censorship. The day before the play was going to open, Archie Comics issued a cease and desist threatening litigation if the play proceeded as written. They thought if Archie was portrayed as being gay, that would dilute and tarnish his image. Um, the play eventually opened as weird comic book fantasy and the character names are changed. So that guy went from being C and D'd by Archie to writing their most successful book ever and being promoted their chief creative officer. And now he's taken that subversion of the wholesomeness that Archie Comics has like perpetrated for, for so long and turned it into Archie Comics' greatest asset. So wait, mm. he got a cease and desist and then later worked with Archie. Yes. How, no. well, how did that conversation go? Hey, we didn't let you put on your play, but you want to work for us now? It was uh, 10 years later and they probably had a, an executive change. Over. All right, cool. Um, now, wasn't there supposed to be a character? I thought it was Archie who was asexual. Yeah, Jughead's asexual. Jughead. Yeah. Okay, Tim Four. Um, and it's been handled really well, and he's just he's I mean, he's a great character. Um, Is so, um, the Ninja Turtles in it? <laughs> there were crossovers. The, there, there was the, the issue. Archie Archie meets the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that that was the thing that happened. Um, but they also met. They've also met Punisher, funny if it Sharknado, and Predator. They met Sharknado. Yeah, well, they, they, the un, whole thing under under Roberto Aguirre Sacasa's run, they've had a, uh, official crossovers with Sharknado, Predator, and Glee. What Predator Glee? in? River? I would Riverdale? love Predator with, with mur- to show up with on murder Glee. and blood. Just murder all of them. Yeah, no, he did. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it was an actual horror comic drawn Good. in the style of Archie Comics. Oh, season, I gotta watch season that. two. <laughs> well, it was it was a comic. Or, well, I'm, <laughs> in my mind. But so, so Riverdale. Riverdale is a super stylized, very well shot. Um, kind of. Uh, it's 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 an homage to primetime soap operas like Dallas, Nine Hundred Two One Zero, Twin Peaks, uh, Dawson's Creek, all of soap. that. Yeah, I mean they call they call it a primetime drama. That's a soap opera. Okay. That's code for a soap opera. Mm-hmm. Uh, a soap opera with better acting um, and better camera shots, shots with cameras. I don't know higher but, budget in general. Yeah, exactly. So this show, I, I I really enjoyed the first episode so far. It's hyper sexualized. It's hyper everything, but it's really um, it's actually kind of endearing how how everything is over the top like the whole thing is over the top everybody's sexy everybody's got <laughs> controversy and it's all underneath the surface um i mean it sounds like a normal cw show it, it, yeah it does but it's <laughs> like but i suppose creek. the difference is that it's also dark it's also dark and subversive dawson's and creek was pretty dark well oh. they, t- they actually took a page from dawson's creek Dawson's Creek's first season. I, I don't know if you remember. The first thing I remember ever hearing about Dawson's Creek was um, when uh, the dude who went on to be in the, the movie The Skulls, which is a great movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? I don't remember oh, his name. Oh, I don't remember his No, I don't. Like, I only know James Vanderbeek. The he, guy who's not James Vanderbeek. He was there, also in the Mighty guy. Ducks, right? Is that the same guy? Uh, probably. They look alike. Anyway, he, he, in that show, he, he had a, a, an adult relationship with uh, his high school teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, that happens in in Archie in Riverdale with Archie, and it's actually been the subject of some controversy. There was a r- really re- there was an article on um, uh, what is it? Poly 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 Poly. Pol- oh, polyamorous relationship. No, 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 po- no. Poly Pocket. No, that that that, <laughs> that website Polygon. The website Polygon. Oh, okay. uh, where where Polygon. they're like they're like Archie's new series like uh, sex normalizes or sexualizes uh, uh, statutory rape. Um, because I mean, it's it's. I don't know. Ar- Archie's sixteen years old, though the actor is definitely not sixteen years old, and and he has a adult relationship with their their younger, more conventionally attractive version of Miss Grundy. Uh, mm. And uh, and here's the, and like and I I 
this article, I just want to, I want to, if anybody's read this, it's, <laughs> Brandon, <laughs> Sorry. thank you, Brandon. Brandon, Brandon found a, a, a pornographic film with an amazing cover called Dawson's Crack. <laughs> uh, <okay>. oh. <laughs> it's a gay porn parodying Dawson's Creek called uh, Dawson's Crack. Well, you can have fun with that when you get home. All right, it's only got two and a half can stars. And how good? Thank you. Oh, average user is almost four out of four stars. Wow. So it might actually have a good story. <laughs> what were you saying? Um, what was that? Was the Green Lantern one? Green Lantern is gay. I literally just said like gay Green Lantern. There, there's this no a, ass there, will escape his might. There's a porn that the title isn't even a parody. It's just Green Lantern is gay. No, in dark in in brightest day and blackest night. No ass will no escape, ass will his, escape might. His, his might. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Oh my god. Okay. Sixty bucks. Well, it's two it's 60 discs. Sixty. It's a collector's edition two disc. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> f- 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 physical media pornography is ex- is extremely cost prohibitive. I'll say that much. Mm. Um. So anyway, uh, I. I really took issue with this article, and I'm, I'm I don't want to mention it to give it credence, but I do want to say that if you've seen this, like, just give the show a chance. Like, it's the characters are actually struggling with this. This is not present, even though there's a lot of hypersexualization about absolutely everything in the show, um, including this illegal activity. These are characters with feelings that uh, I mean, this shit happens in real life all the time. So by all means, let's allow fiction to confront it without making it a, a, a issue of social justice it's ridiculous this is fiction and it's specifically a kind of fiction about scandal the entire genre is about scandal so i enjoyed the first episode of riverdale i'm eager to see where it goes and for my money this is the best portrayal of the relationship between betty and veronica i've ever seen um i actually believe their their adversarial friendship more than i do in the in the modern archie comics even awesome I'm more excited to watch it now because before I was already excited, but now I'm just like. Yeah, oh. like I said, the review I read was really good, so I, I'm definitely going to at least check it out. And, and in addition to Roberto Aguirre Sacasa having written this show, um, in some ways I think based on his own play, uh, it is also produced by Greg Berlanti, the writer and executive producer behind Dawson's Creek and all of the DC television universe, mm. as an Arrow, Flash, uh, and etc. Supergirl. Supergirl. So there'll be a crossover. <laughs> if it goes on long enough, like, why not? It'll be a musical crossover there too. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and that's happening soon, right? Yeah, I don't know when. I I've fallen behind on my DC shows lately. Are they still interesting? They were last I watched them, but I just haven't watched them for a while. I haven't seen a I'm, single. I haven't one. watched this whole season. I haven't liked Supergirl this season at all. I haven't ever watched. Well, I watched like the pilot. Oh. When that I don't think I've out, seen but... a DC show since the adventures of what Lois and Clark. Oh my. <laughs> it was a great show, oh. by the way. It was really good. But compared to the modern shows, it was a crap show. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's atrocious. That's the original one where he was like working. It was like the super yeah. cheesy one, yeah. right? Yeah, well, Dean Cain and Terry Hatcher. Yeah. But yeah. the 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 two are, yeah. They came all right, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my brain. So the they got the guy who played Superman and Lois to come back for no shit. this, but they're not playing Superman and Lois. They're playing the adoptive parents, that Jonathan on, and Martha Kent, <laughs> of uh, Superman? Supergirl. Supergirl. Oh, oh, Supergirl. Didn't he show up on Smallville too? Hmm. He might have. I think he had some sort of a side. I was. Role. I was not in a Smallville. That's I, what made me not I watch any DC shows. I watched shows it until they got yeah, rid of Lex and Lana. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped watching because I was like, eh. 
The first season, I was like, oh, God, I hate I hate the multicolored kryptonites. I kind of like them now in a cheesy way, but like, <laughs> I was like, oh, God. And all the kryptonites are giving people powers, and all the powers are just ripoffs of X-Files episodes. What the fuck is and happening? everything happens in one small town, yeah. coincidentally. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because that's where the kryptonite meteor hit that... The Crypt Keeper meteor. Because of different <laughs> levels of heat, uh, created different colors of kryptonite, and then, you know, the kryptonite gave people powers. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll buy that, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> For a dollar. Yeah, buy um, dollar. <laughs> Brandon, Gravity Rush 2. How is it? Oh, it's good. You should check it out. No, okay, so <laughs> I, I, I didn't know if we were if we were really going to touch on it, but... Um, I, I wanted to a little bit, because the first game was incredible looking. The, the problem was that I'm the only one here who knows anything about it, because the first game, unfortunately, was a Vita exclusive. Mm. Which so nobody has. It, except for me, exactly. They yep. remastered it for the PS4 recently, so I, I downloaded it, played it, beat it. I love that game. And then the sequel came out, and it's just more of that, but way better and on a much bigger scale. And I'll just tell you right now what Gravity Rush is about. You're a girl, you wake up, you have no memories, um, you can manipulate gravity, and that's basically the gist of the game is, you know, there's a story, but you, you manipulate gravity, you can walk under the city because all the cities and the way the world is, everything's floating, and there's like an infinite void, and like half of everything is destroyed, and there's basically cities and markets and towns floating in the air. And Seems you can, like a pretty normal scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. can you can walk under them, you can stick to any surface, you can like straight off the beginning of the game, you can float anywhere, go anywhere if you can, you know, if you can make the distance. And um, that's it. Feels like an old school Nintendo game, but it's for like PS4 only. It's weird, but it feels like a really fun Nintendo game. Yeah, which is well, good. Why I love it. Um, so it's done in some weird... I didn't know that, that French people had comics. Until, <laughs> are, are you fucking kidding me? Because I looked up the... Because I've always really liked the art style in Gravity Rush. Aren't the Smurfs uh, French? They're Belgian. Belgian, okay. I knew it was something Belgian like gnomes. That. Um, but I looked it up and it's based off of um, some someone, one or two people's really... They're these really popular French comic book artists. Um, and so I really love the art style. And I, now I know that there's French comics that I didn't know... Uh, let me tell existed. you about let me tell you about comics and graphic novels in uh, Europe. They're they all French. They treat those creators like royalty. I'm talking about if if you're an American creator and you get flown over to one of their conventions over there, they'll pay for your plane ticket, they'll pay for all your meals, they'll pay for your hotel, they'll pay for everything. They treat these people with such admiration and respect, and the work that they produce is truly incredible. If you look at comics like Black Sad, uh, which is a a, a noir comic done by ex Disney animators, um, who uh, about anthropomorphic animals like solving crimes, it's incredible. Um, that I mean, I can. The you can only you can I can only scratch the surface with all the amazing amazing uh, comics that come out of uh, France. So I guess, yeah, even. I guess I'm going to be basically looking at more French comics now. Um, <laughs> but anyone interested in just core game mechanics that are really fun, if you have a PS4, I would check it out. I love core game mechanics. You could maybe add me yeah. and watch me play it, so you don't have to you know spend money on it first. I'll do that. <laughs> so you could do that. <laughs> But it's it's a really cool game, and it continues. Unfortunately, if you haven't played the first game, you won't know any of the characters or any of the story. So mm. that's cool. So they haven't they haven't ported it from Vita at all. Mm, uh, just a PS4. That's so weird. Yeah, it's not on any. It's I think it's a Sony produced thing. Even I think that's why I'm not. I have to look that up. But yeah. So yeah, grand <laughs> I've, I've been playing that lately. It's really fun. I don't have enough time, but it's really good. I'm trying to, I'm you trying to, you can basically like there's this really rich neighborhood that's way up in the sky, and you can just jump off of it for like a thousand yards and float down to like the markets and the, like the business section where all these skyscrapers and you can like run up the sides of the skyscrapers. You can go underneath them where there's just like rocks hanging on and like sewer grates spewing water down. 
And then if you just drop, which I didn't know you could do, I just kept dropping and I went to like the slums, which is just like, I don't know, tons and tons of just rickety wooden buildings floating there and just poor people. Interesting. So you can visit the poor people. That's oh, really that's cool. But the poor people get to float. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Or else they'd be dead because there's just no ground. They live in an infinite void of nothingness. But anyway. <laughs> I've, I've had no luck quickly looking up who's responsible for the comics. But when it, you have a cat. The art that I've seen is phenomenal. It looks great. What, for French comics? Uh, no, no, for for um, for Gravity Rush. Oh, no, yeah, I just, I love the art style. And all the cutscenes. I, I don't know if this is either a plus or a minus for you, but they're done in, like, a comic book panel. So, I am seeing inspired way. by French comics. So do you, do you know that it was actually specifically French art, uh, comic I thought artists? it was based on a specific artist's style, but I, I could have made, I don't know if I'm lying anymore. So, I'd have to <laughs> so I'll do more research on that. Well, but. I mean, you know, we got to be careful. Alternative facts are everywhere, um, including, I mean, depending on how, how badly many. we butchered the uh, the story of the, uh, the human eggs and the pigs, and we might be responsible. We'll, we'll link to the, the critical articles in this episode so you can straighten out the facts yeah, yourself. All of our science today might have just been us rem- badly remembering an article that we sort of read or the article i read was just not have you been to alternativefacts.com i have not what's there somebody bought it and redirected it to a psychology website article on gaslighting (laughs) (laughs) beautiful yeah beautiful a champion all right so that's that's the show guys thank you so much for joining in oh shit no it's not we totally forgot to give props to the people who support us real quick let's do it I t- oh, man we've been we've been on fire this episode it totally slipped my mind so nerdy show and all the shows the nerdy show network are entirely listener supported you help us to exist we couldn't do it without you if you head to nerdyshow.com slash support you'll see all the ways to help us out including joining on patreon where you get access to exclusive hangouts Hours and hours of exclusive bonus content um, and many perks, including shoutouts on this show. Or you can give us a one-time donation or you can shop on Amazon. All your purchases through our Amazon links help support us. And if we've mentioned any media that you can buy through Amazon, we'll link to it on this episode's page. Those links are good for it. And we got a shout out here. We got a shout out uh, to be read uh, by Brandon at uh, at, at Jade Numi's request. Here's- oh, I thought I made a shout out. I was like, I did not. <laughs> here, here, here you Was go. I requested to read this? Yeah, you, you, as you will see, you were, yes. By Jade Numi. I'm back, bitches. It says Brandon must read that. After a few months gone because of financial issues and getting into college, I, Jade Numi, is back. <laughs> Sorry, that's, I'm going to read that again. <laughs> I'm back, bitches. After a few months gone because of financial issues and getting into college, I, Jade Numi, is back. Oh, how I miss thee. Though I always continue to listen. Anyway, what shall I do with this power? Say, skip a doodle, mistletoe shenanigans with ten fingered ducks, mwahahaha, Dr. Horrible like laugh. God damn it. I have to. Do I, have to uh, like, do I have to read that no, again? No, that's fine. Just read it. <laughs> the way I, think you're doing, I, should, I should, think I should the read way you're it again. Doing it is an, great. Just keep an, going. And an actor. That's it. <laughs> Oh, okay. I want to. I, I feel like I should read it again. Just give in, us your best, like, evil laugh, and I think that'll that'll wrap it up nicely. My best evil laugh is more like <laughs> It's not like ha ha ha. It's like it's like ha 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 ha. That would <laughs> anyway. Okay, so they, maybe there was a little bit of a break here. Maybe Bor will be able to edit it. I don't know. Dookie fell off the monitor and stopped the recording. <laughs> he so pooped too hard. Yeah, he pooped too, he pooped too hard. Um, this recording really shit the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I had him perched on the monitor like one would perch on a squatty potty. Um, so thank you, thank you, Jade Numi, for uh, for that shout out. Looking forward to many more to come. You, everybody at ten dollars or more gets one shout out a month. We'll say whatever you want us to say. Um, 
and uh, and so that that's so yeah. You want you want to read that statement again? That 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 last Which statement. One? That the one at the end. The, the, all the, the gibberish words. All right. It says. Um, I just anyway, do what it. shall I do with this power? Say say skip a doodle mistletoe shenanigans with ten finger ducks. Mwahahahaha. In a Dr. Horrible like laugh, but I don't remember his laugh, so that's all you get. I'm sorry. Well done. I, I love it. Thanks. Is it like, <laughs> Thank does he you. have like a cheesy laugh? Like, well, <laughs> at, at, at the very beginning of Dr. Horrible's sing along blog, he's practicing his laugh. Yeah, I don't know. See, I don't know which. Okay. He's it, working it's, with it's, a vocal coach. It's been maybe what? Strengthen the. Like seven or eight years since that came out. <laughs> It's been a, been a long time. I think everyone here should do their best. You know, a lot, of doc, <laughs> a lot of Dr. Horrible comes out in uh, his portrayal of Count Olaf. Oh. Mm. It's right. very Dr. Horrible-esque. <laughs> really? Or I didn't hear your best. I heard their best laughs. I didn't hear your best <laughs> Oh, shit. You have to strengthen the... <laughs> yeah, I don't have that. Mine just yeah. comes out like... <laughs> Can anybody do a good Titus laugh? You know? Oh, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> the best voice acting ever. so um yeah. something i want to address is that uh, last episode we had uh jeffrey mcsorley do a a reoccurring shout out you'll hear it again and he did, he has an ad that we read he, he has us read an ad for our own shirts because he's awesome because he's a true roosevelt and i have an update on the shirt situation amazon merch has reactivated new designs so here's what we got to do i need your help on some things um we had two old designs from nerdy show our first shirts we ever made was the nerdy show logo in the style of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 1980s animated series, and then also a beautiful uh, metal ins- metal T-shirt inspired. It's like it's a metal um, T-shirt. Nice Dungeons and Doritos design done by my by myself and local shop. We still have versions of both those shirts that we've had printed ourselves, but in limited sizes. So we wanted to make those available on our Amazon store so people could buy them in women's sizes, youth sizes if you're if you're nasty, and uh, and, and all the sizes that we're missing. However, Amazon has enacted a new policy in which a shirt or d- a design has to be purchased within the first 60 days. And because those were old designs, and we weren't really promoting that it was there because we didn't know about this policy, surprise, surprise, no one bought them. Those designs were taken down. Oh. Well, I've relisted those designs. So if you guys want to bet, buy these shirts, now's the time. Uh, do check out the links. We'll link to it on this episode's page. And in addition to that, they also had a little bit of a curfew on uh, new shirt designs because of the holiday rush. I couldn't put up any new designs. Well, guess what? The Lightning Dogs emblem design is now available. You can show that you're running with the pack and get the gorgeous Lightning Dogs emblem design made by Denica. So, uh, and then and then hear the history of that design in episode 12 of Lightning Dogs, the official podcast. It's all up there, nerdyshow.com slash store, where we have Nerdy Show stickers, Dungeons and Doritos stickers, dice bags, Ghostbusters role-playing products, and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, if you haven't ever been to the store, might want to consider it. Hey, we even have a Society6 page where you can buy gorgeous uh, pillows with Lightning Dogs and Dungeons and Doritos art or phone cases and shit. It's kind of premium products. I don't actually think anyone's ever bought it, but we have the art, so we might as well make it available. It's up there. Check a, it out. Do you have a body pillow? Uh, no. Okay. No, but uh, but but you could stitch them together and make your own body I pillow. I want a body pillow with all the hosts' faces on it. <laughs> just, like, just stitched together. Just the heads. Just, like, just, all the heads on just one Just a pillow. horrific totem pole of our decapitated uh, heads. Yeah. That'd be awesome. And then you could We can commission Tony like to print. do that. <laughs> yeah, you, and then you just put it between Tony your thighs. Tony would probably happily draw that for what you. What else do you do? <laughs> no, we should we should get Jared to do it. 
Because uh, he, yeah. he's got the kind of that the more horror art style. He That's can make true. it real gross. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be that good. That would be awesome. <laughs> That'd if, be amazing. If you want this, let us know because we will need to pay him and we will need to spend money to make it made. So, you know, just uh, just let us know. Well, you already got one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Taking us out is a track by the Proto Men. Felt like an appropriate one to play at this time. This is a cover from their covers record, The Cover Up. And it's, uh, I still believe, the great design originally by The Call. Because for people like us, in places like this, we need all the hope that we can get.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.